welcome to everyone tonight. We are so glad you're in service with us tonight as a part of this time of celebration. Those of you that may be watching us online, we pray that you're blessed by this service tonight as well. Would you stand? And uh, I am I am here with a burden to preach to these graduates, but I'm pretty sure you can guess that I won't be preaching to just the graduates. And so I want to share with you what I feel like the Lord has given me to say to them this evening as well as to the rest of us that are here in this service or watching online this evening. Matthew chapter 13. I will begin reading with verse number 44. Matthew 13, beginning with verse 44. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto treasure hid in a field. The which, oh, by the way, if you weren't here this morning, my wife and I's luggage got left in Atlanta. So if you see my shoes, even though half of you can't, my pride tells me to tell you, if you see my shoes and wonder what in the world I have on, they're really not my dress shoes. They're the only ones I have this evening. So... I just had to say that for my pride's sake. I know I shouldn't have pride, but when you get rid of all of yours, I'll get rid of all of mine. So, amen. And this is not my good dress belt. This is my casual jeans belt. So, I feel much better now. Matthew thirteen forty four. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto treasure hid in a field. The which, when a man hath found... He hideth, and for joy thereof goeth, and selleth all that he hath, and buyeth what? What did he just find? Graduates, I know you all still know how to at least answer questions. The rest of them may not know how. What, What did he find? What did he buy? Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls, who when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. The Living Bible says, verse 44, this way, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure a man discovered in a field. In his excitement, he sold everything he owned To get enough money to buy the field and get the treasure too. He sold everything he owned to get enough money to buy the field and get the treasure too. I want to preach to you for a little bit tonight on this subject. Buy the field. By the field. Lord, I thank you for this evening. I thank you for each one of these individuals that we have had the opportunity to honor them this evening on this accomplishment in their life, whether it's high school or college. And thank you for your hand that's been upon them and brought them to this season. We 
pray that you would continue to lead them and guide them. And I pray, God, that you would speak to them this evening as a part of this service, not a sermon for this service, but a a word, a message that would come from you. God, I pray not only for these graduates this evening, but I pray for every individual in this place tonight that you would speak to our hearts and lives tonight, that we would have ears to hear what you would say, hearts that are open to receive what you want to do in this place tonight, Lord. Father, I trust you and depend on you tonight. I trust you for your anointing in the name of Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I realize that when I was a young person, especially going back into my early teen years as I was beginning to be old enough to understand more and more of what was being preached and taught, I don't say this as hyperbole, I don't say this to be dramatic, but in my early teen years, I honestly sincerely never thought the day would come that I would get to get married. I never thought the day would come. Actually, I didn't think the day would come that I would graduate from high school. And I never thought the day would come that I would get married. And on top of that, I never thought the day would come where I would get married and end up having children and I never thought the day would come that I would be about to turn 50 years old. And I say all of that because, and I don't know if it's quite this way anymore, and I'm sad to say that, but I will tell you back in those days, we heard and believed in the coming of the Lord to the point that many of us honestly did not think we were going to grow up and get old. And I realize that's that's the way I lived in my teen years. And here I am with four adult kids, one about to get married, me about to turn 50 years old. I never honestly thought I would reach this point. And so I will say there is the outside chance that maybe you graduates sitting here this evening, I know we've got one that's married, but for the rest of you, I, I, I don't. I really honestly do not believe that you're going to see the same amount of life that I have seen. I could very well end up being wrong, but I've got to tell you, if we believe that 30 and 40 years ago, there are way more signs today that say we are close. There are way more things that the Word of God tells us as the signs of the end time, many of which have come to pass and many others we are seeing come to pass. There are things that just a few years ago I knew the Bible said would happen one day, but in my mind I did not see how it was possible. I didn't see how in the world it would be possible to cause the world to be willing to have a chip implanted to be able to buy and sell. And I'm not here to get political, and I'm not here to offend anybody, but I'm going to preach. 
So don't misunderstand what I'm trying to say and read in something I'm not saying. If you have taken the vaccine, I respect that. That is your prerogative. I have no issues. I know many folks sitting in this sanctuary tonight that you have been vaccinated. I have no issues, no qualms with you. I fully respect your right to take the vaccine if you want. If you want to know about me, I haven't. If you want to know about me, I have no intention to at this point. I respect you for taking it. You respect me for not taking it. So that being said, understand this. A couple of years ago, I didn't understand how in the world you could get the world. How could you pressure the world into accepting a chip to be put into them? But as the pressure has mounted more and more, that if you are... Oh boy, I'm trying to be careful. But as the pressure, as our governor has basically called all of us out that have not been vaccinated as being the problem and the reason we're where we are. I now understand and believe it's not that far away for that to be mandated that every human being has to have a chip put in your body to be able to buy and sell. If you still got your head in the sand and are denying some things, you need to get your head out. Because we're not that far away. And so there is just too much evidence that tells me you probably aren't going to get to celebrate your 50th birthday. You probably aren't going to watch your kids grow up to be adults. You may, but there's a good chance you won't. Can I tell you tonight that I believe there's not but just a few pages, if that, left to be written on the his, in the history of humanity. I don't think there's a lot of history of mankind left to be written. There may be just a few more pages, a few more paragraphs, or a few more lines. But I'm telling you tonight, if you're living to get your name in the history books, there's really not a whole lot of space that's left. But I can tell you tonight that while human history may be winding down, the history that matters and eternal things is only just beginning. And so can I tell you tonight, there may be a world that never knows your name. But you have the opportunity for eternity to know your name. And you have the opportunity to make an eternal impact with your life. But you got to buy the field. I heard a story years ago. Forgive me if you know it and know it better than I do. I can't say I remember every single detail, but actually I didn't hear. I read an article someplace. It was back some little bit after the Dallas Cowboys Stadium in Texas had been built that Jerry Jones, the owner of the Cowboys, had built. It is one of the most state-of-the-art stadiums, the the, the jumbo screen that hangs in the center of that stadium, that screen alone cost more than it cost them to build the previous football stadium. 
I believe, if I'm not mistaken, there was a couple of billion dollars spent to build that stadium. And a couple of years ago, I was in Dallas for Fellowship One training, the old software that we used. And I had a chance to go tour the stadium, being the Dallas Cowboys fan that I am, and I still am. I know there's not much to be a fan of. I get that. Save your breath. I already know it. Don't waste your trash talking on me. They stink. They're probably going to stink again this year. And I had a chance to tour. It's, you, you actually, you'd think you were in a five-star hotel in most of it rather than a football stadium. And I read the story where Jerry Jones' wife found, I, I believe it was some kind of marble. She found, I, I, if it wasn't exactly marble, it was something along those lines that, Brother Barr, she found this marble that she wanted to see put in parts of that stadium and there was some kind of an issue that they were having with the company buying the marble. And so you know what they decided the solution was? Jerry Jones went and bought the company. I got to tell you, there's a big difference between the price for buying some marble and buying the marble company. I've walked into a store before to buy a suit, but I've never bought a suit factory. You see, that's, that's a little bit of an idea of what it means to buy the field. When this man happened to be passing through this field and find a treasure, finds the treasure, he did not simply try to find out what is the price of the treasure. I'm quite sure that the price of the field and the treasure was more than the price of just the treasure. And he could have very well gone and said to the owner of the field, I have found a treasure in your field and I want to buy the treasure. The Bible says that he went and sold everything to get enough money to be able to buy the field that the treasure was in. Can I tell you that in 2021, we've got too many Christians that just want to buy a treasure. We got too many Christians that are interested in just getting a little treasure out of the field. But if I could challenge you graduates tonight and everybody else in this sanctuary, we're living in the last days. This thing is wrapping up. And in one hand, from a natural perspective, there's a lot of negatives. But I remind you, I think I just said this last week or recently, if I'm not mistaken, while there may be a lot of negatives to look at in this world, as a believer, the Word of God is full of promises that we ought to be looking at and while the world may be in the process of going down the church is in the process of going up and I don't know about you but I don't want to just get a little treasure at the end of all of this but I want to get the field because I want to make sure I don't just have a small portion but I want to make sure that I've got everything God has and everything God wants I'm preaching to some wonderful people in this place tonight. You're constantly negotiating with God. What is the cheapest price to pay to get the minimal that you want? 
But I also believe that I'm preaching to some people in this place tonight that there is a hunger that is down on the inside of you that says, I don't want to just get by on the minimum. I don't want to just find the cheapest deal to get what I want for the least price, but I'm willing to sell out everything I got. And I'm not just going for the treasure. I'm going for the field. See, people that are just interested in the treasure just show up to church a couple times a week. People that are just interested in getting the treasure out of the field may or may not worship. They may or may not be involved. And you ought to know me enough to know I didn't just come with a nice little motivational speech tonight. People that are just interested in the treasure want to get by on as little as possible. But those that are more interested in getting the field, I want it all. I want it all, God. I don't want just a little bit of what you got. I don't want just a blessing here and a blessing there, but I want it all. And you understand that the only way for me to get his all is for me to give him my all. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies. That is everything about you. That is every part of your life presented to God as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God as your reasonable service. This church doesn't exist tonight because of somebody that was just interested in buying the treasure. That's why a lot of ministries never never really succeed. They don't ever really grow because too many people just want the treasure. I, I don't want to do what's necessary to buy the field. I just want the treasure. Climbing Mount Everest is, I guess, a goal for some people. Not me. Listen to this when it comes to, you know, we, we've, got, we've got mountains, Western Maryland, we've got the Shenandoah Mountains, and again, you know, once you've seen the Rocky Mountains, you, you can't really call what we have mountains, and I love Maryland, you know I love Maryland, but I'm just, just being real. We got foothills in Western Maryland, we got no mountains, sorry. You go down into Shenandoah Valley, and I think there's some down there that are a little bit a little bit taller. There's a there's a mountain down there. Years ago was the first time. Brother Evans, you may have been in that group. I was I was just a kid, and I don't think I did it, but on one of the camping trips years ago, they climbed Old Rag Mountain. And now we, we went back and did it when I was a teenager. My dad took a group of people, we did it, and then several years ago, a couple of us loaded up one day and went down there and we climbed Old Rag Mountain. You know, if you want to, if y'all want to go climb Old Rag Mountain, you can, you can just plan a day trip. Get up early, drive down there, climb the mountain. It'll take you most of the day, but you can do it and be back home by dark. But listen to this. The cost. The average cost of a fully guided journey up Everest from the south side. Anybody want to take a guess? 30,000? Somebody said 40,000. How many of you thought maybe less than that? You just, how many, anybody before you heard them say, you think 10, 15? 10,000? The average cost 
for a guided journey up Everest from the south side is $65,000. A fully guided climb from the north costs somewhat less, somewhat less, averaging around $40,000. These costs do not typically include personal gear, international airfare, or insurance, all of which can add thousands to the trip. Starting from scratch, the required gear would run at least 8000 The figure is closer to 15000 with the addition of items like a laptop and digital camera. From home and back, most trips to the top of Everest take about two and a half months. Forty to sixty-five thousand dollars, two and a half months. Most climbers require about four days to ascend Mount Everest from base camp. The fastest ascent from the north side is held by Hans Kammerlander of Italy and took him 16 hours and 45 minutes from base camp. The fastest ascent from the south took just under 11 hours and was accomplished by Lakba Jalu Sherpa and Babu Shiri Sherpa, who was at the summit for 21.5 hours, holds the record for the most time spent on top of Everest. 40 to 65,000 to climb it. Two and a half months round trip. And people typically spend one hour on average at the top. $65,000. Two and a half months for less than one hour of what all of that money and time went into. You ever gone to a nice restaurant and sat down and thought, I'm going to take my time. I'm paying for this. I ain't talking about McDonald's. Not talking about five guys. Not 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 even talking about double T. I, I, you know, I'm I'm talking Ruth's Chris. Before you judge me about Ruth's Chris, we only ever go there on gift cards, so we don't go spending our own money. But when we get there, I'm gonna enjoy it. Can you imagine spending $65,000, two and a half months of your life for less than an hour? You want to talk about buying the field. Because ultimately in the kingdom of God, if you want to get the treasure, to get the treasure, there's all kinds of things that go into getting the treasure. You can't just get the treasure. There's some things God intended that go along with the process of getting the treasure. There is no eBay. There is no uh, Amazon. There is no Wayfair. There is no whatever else. 
cheap websites to get what you want for a cheap price. If you want what God has, you got to buy the field. Oh, God, I pray that there would be some people in this sanctuary tonight, some of these graduates, but also some other folks, that something would rise up inside of you this evening that says, I'm willing to give everything I've got. I'm willing to sell out all that I have, and I want to get the field. I know God's got a treasure for me in that field, but I'm not just going to figure out the easiest way just to get the treasure. I'm willing for it to cost me everything I sat this week once again at Apostolic Conference in Mississippi and the last several years they've had somewhere around a hundred home missionary families they brought in this year it was about half that but nevertheless you sit and look at people that are sitting there who have left the comfort of their homes. yeah they're still living in america no they're not in some third third world country but they've left the comfort of home they've left established churches that give them support and 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 their kids can have families or their kids can have friends and there's a great kids ministry and a great youth ministry and all this other stuff and things that they were getting as well can I tell you I still believe there's some people in this congregation I'm not saying you're not listening to God but I believe there's some people at Antioch Central that need to be in tune with what the spirit is saying to you because I believe there's some people even in this place tonight that God is calling you to buy the field not to just, not everybody's called to go out from Antioch Central. Not everybody's called to leave. And so don't miss here what I'm preaching by trying to challenge the others. If God has called you to sit here and be a part of what's going on here, so be it. But if God's calling you to something else beyond these four walls and this congregation, you better not be content to just come every week and get the treasure from the field because that's more convenient than buying the field I listen every year at apostolic conference usually the Thursday and Friday night each night they'll have some of the missionaries get up and testify and, and, and they get up and they tell about what they've been going through they tell about the struggles they've been having the sacrifices they've been making and it's not an uncommon thing to hear those missionaries say year after year when they get up to testify if something along these lines if it wasn't for this conference and what God did for me this week I, I don't know what I'd do I don't know if I'd make it I, I don't know if I could keep going going that's what happens when you buy the field when you buy the field you get worn out sometimes when you buy the field you get weary sometimes when you buy the field you got to sacrifice even though there really i don't know that there's any such thing as you and i sacrificing you've never given up one thing for the kingdom of god Don't, at least, you know the good thing about tonight? I can just preach whatever I feel to preach, and you got sweets downstairs to cap off the evening. Maybe we ought to do that every service. That way I know, even if I don't tickle your ears, you can go get cupcakes. I don't know what 
you graduates have in mind for you. I don't know what you're dreaming of. I don't know what your ambitions are. But if you've got dreams of making money and great careers and all of that, and if God says to you, I want you to go this direction, and you don't get to make all that money, you haven't given anything up. I'm sorry. I want to talk about giving up something. I think giving up something is the God that created all of this making himself one of us and hanging on a cross for us that's giving something up but I don't know of anything I've ever given up for him because anything I've ever given up what he has given back has far surpassed what I have given up the field the field not the treasure the field say this carefully we got young ones here tonight you get married for the relation side of it all you want's the treasure there's a lot more to the field you don't get married just sorry parents i really try to not of course i if you keep them shielded from everything else okay but you don't get married just so it's now lawful to have sex let me tell you something. If that's your primary reason to get married, you have a rude awakening coming. <laughs> you buy the field. I do. Forsaking all others. Keep yourself for him or her only. If you're a him, it's for her only. And if you're a her, it's for him only. Only way. forsaking all others if we do that for one another how much more should we do that for him we went to Yosemite back in May spent about five days with my parents my family the six of us with my parents and and at the hotel we were staying in they had a little store and souvenirs and then a bunch of snacks and stuff and and um, uh, this, this is not a this is not an appeal to please don't go bringing me these this week i don't I'm, 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 my diet starts tomorrow i've been miss, i've been in Mississippi all week long eating fried food and peach cobbler and banana pudding and every other sweet I, I, and drinking gallons of sweet tea every day so Esther's getting married in a couple of months. I got to get skinny. Now, if you want to bring me sweet tart jelly beans in Easter, that's okay. I'll take that. I'm gonna be skinny by then. I'll I can afford to eat them. But I I, I like strawberry pop tarts. I know all you Cliff Bar and Kind Bar and dear Lord. Don't don't tell me that stuff tastes like Oreo. Apple. I'll never forget years ago we were doing one of the strict Daniel fasts and we created a Facebook page for people to share ideas. And I don't remember the brand. Somebody put a put a suggestion on there for these bars that tasted like apple pie. If that's what they think apple pie tastes like, I don't know where they got apple pie from. So you eat your kind bars and cliff bars and whatever else bars. And if I'm going to eat something, if it's going to be my choice, I want strawberry Pop-Tarts. Full of nutrition. 
I went in that store one day and, and there was a dwindling box with a strawberry, one strawberry Pop-Tart. There was a couple others with one strawberry Pop-Tart. And I got that Pop-Tart. I made sure no one was looking. No, I didn't steal it. And I wasn't ready to buy it at that moment, so I hid it behind another box. I, I wasn't ready to sell out yet. I, 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 you know, I was tempted. Some of you are hiding treasure because you haven't made up your mind if you're ready to go all in yet. You haven't made up your mind if you're ready to sell out for what God has for you. And I've come to challenge somebody on this unique, different evening that there is a treasure, yes. But oh God, don't just buy the treasure. Do whatever you've got to do to buy the field. Don't just spend enough to get the treasure out of the field. But it is worth buying the field. I'm sure I'm not the only one, but it's hard. I don't, I not forget the hard part. I don't think I will ever forget several years ago at, at back to school revival as I think it was back to school revival as the altar call was going on and brother William Spriggs, I think at that point was a junior in high school. And you know, you know, we, we, you know what we believe about being anointed with oil, right? You know, we, we believe a little dab will do. That's all you need, just a little dab. Just get a little spot, a little nice little, about a dime-shaped spot right there. That's all you need. I don't remember how it started. I don't remember what prompted it. Somebody went and got a towel and laid it out. Brother Williams stood there as Brother McGurk didn't dip his finger in the bottle. But took that bottle of oil and began to pour it on his head. That's going for the field. That's going for the field. You want to just get the treasure? You might get the treasure. But if you'd make up your mind, I want the field. I want the field. You know what, Josh? I, I still can't figure everything out about your path and what God is. Got in the wrong spot. I can't see you. There's a leaf in the way. I, I, I don't understand your path, your journey, and you probably still don't either. And you know what? You may have been able to continue on with your career path that you were on and maybe gotten the treasure. But I commend you that a couple of years ago, you didn't just decide, I want the treasure. But you went for the field. And let me tell you something, my friend. When you make up your mind, I'm not just going to go for the treasure. I'm going to go for the field. You will not be disappointed. No, 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 no. I'm not saying there will be immediate results. And immediately everything will just fall into place. But if you will make up your mind to buy the field and hang on to the field, I promise you, you can't outgive God. You can't outdo God. Whatever you do for Him. He will give back to you exceeding abundantly above all that you could ask or think. Paul, I think, demonstrates what it means to buy the field and not just the treasure. 
Philippians 3, verse number 7, he says this, But what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung that I may win Christ. I've given up everything I had. I, I've given up all of my, 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 my riches, my wealth. I've given up all the notoriety, Paul says, but I count it as nothing. Why? Because I want to be found in Him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. Now listen to what Paul says in verse 10. That I may know Him. If all you want is just the treasure, then you can pray the first half of this verse. That I may know Him in the power of His resurrection. Woo! Don't we want to know God in the power of His resurrection? Don't we want to know God in the demonstration of His blind eyes being opened, deaf ears being unstopped, the dead being raised, people being filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, demons being cast out. Oh, we're all interested in seeing God in the power of His resurrection. But if you're going to buy the field, here's what the field is. And the fellowship of His sufferings being made conformable unto His death. So Paul says, I'm not just interested in getting the treasure out of the field, but I know there's some other things that go along with the treasure. And I'm not just looking for God's power, but I also want to be involved in the fellowship of His suffering. Some of you are fair-weather Christians. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be mean, but some of you are fair-weather Christians. You show up long enough to see what God's going to give you. And when God doesn't give you everything you want, you're gone. Oh, you're, oh, you're just a treasure hunter. We need Dr. Dig, what it? Digging Stone. I'm almost 50. Bear with me. Memory's a little shaky. We don't need a bunch of spiritual treasure hunters. Let me come to church and see what treasure I can extract from church today. Let me come to church and see what blessing God might give me today. Where are those that say, I want the feel. I want the feel. I want it all. I want everything that goes along with it. I'm willing to pay the price no matter what it calls. I'm not calls for. I'm not just looking for a bargain. I'm not just looking for an easy way out. I want it all. I want to know Him. But not just in the good things. I'm willing to know Him in the less appealing ways. Jesus says this in Matthew 16 and 19, or Matthew 6 and 19. And I'm, I'm almost done. Lay not up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. Why? 
Because where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Where your treasure is, that's where your heart's going to be. And ultimately, where your heart is, is what's going to determine the direction that you go. Solomon says that we are to guard our hearts because out of it are the issues of life. We're to guard what gets in because that affects what we love, that affects what we want and what we want, and therefore that, that affects the decisions that we make. But if you put your treasure in the right place, a couple of weeks ago, as many of you know, we went away for a couple of days. We went to the Hamptons. Some of you know what that means. Some of you don't. You ain't missing nothing. The Hamptons on Long Island, known for where the rich and famous go, live, have they've got they've got weekend houses that are multi million dollar homes. Before you get too impressed with us, we stayed in an Airbnb that we found very cheaply. We weren't in no five-star hotels, I promise you. We pulled into one of those towns, one of the Hamptons. There's north, south, east, and west Hamptons. We pulled into one of them, one of them, I forget which one, but one of them that's considered to be one of the more affluent ones. And We got out, and we were walking down the street, and Timothy pointed it out. You know, you go walk around downtown Annapolis, you're going to see you're going to see economy cars, you may spot a luxury car, you may get, you know, some nice car comes through. But I promise you, we started walking down this street. Mercedes, Mercedes, BMW, Range Rover. It wasn't a Toyota to be found. It wasn't a Kia in sight. Tesla. If that's what your treasure is, you know, the flip side is if you're living, putting everything you've got into something you think is valuable like a Mount Everest climb and then after you've spent your life you've spent your time and energy to get to the top of the mountain to only find out this is not what I thought this is not what I was expecting it to be This doesn't provide the fulfillment that I was looking for. What a great disappointment. Oh, my friends, my college, high school graduate friends and all my other friends here tonight. If and when you sell out to buy the field, 
you will never, never be disappointed. As I preach this morning, I'm not saying that means every step along the way is going to be easy and wonderful and a breeze. Everything's going to go perfectly. I'm not preaching that. But I am preaching to you tonight that when you get to the ultimate outcome of what God has, You won't be disappointed. Seems like we're making up for lost times the last couple of weeks. Mike, Tatiana, thank you guys for not just buying the treasure. You made a decision to go for the field. It's not an easy decision, I know. Just because I said we don't give anything up for God doesn't mean there aren't some struggles. Doesn't mean there aren't some attachments that we have to let go. I'm not saying that it's not, I'm not saying it's all easy. Just My my point with that point earlier was we get this chip on our shoulder because we've done something special for God. Give me a break. There's others here. I could call other names of others. Tonight, to this group, and then to anybody else that will listen, interested and willing, I beg you tonight, buy the field. Don't just try to see what things here and there you can get from God. I'm sick, so maybe God will heal me. I I need a financial blessing. Maybe God will bless me. I, I need this. Maybe God... No, 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 no. No. Buy the field. Sister Rachel, as they read off your degrees and what they were in, believe one thing that I know about you and I've learned about you the last few years motivation behind that is not a career path to make a lot of money and very well make money make good money I don't know but I believe that I could tell this congregation tonight that that path you've been on and the degrees you have is because you've you've bought the field you have a burden to see the deaf community reach. She's expressed, she's got a burden and a vision and a passion to see a, a, a congregation of deaf folks at Antioch where that's just like we have a Hispanic service. And, 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 and so, you know what? You've, you've bought the field. I want to challenge the rest of you, especially you high school graduates that you got college ahead of you and you've got all this time to figure it out. Buy the field. If you'll buy the field, God will order your steps into places you would never dream possible. I know, I, you know, we call certain names and some names get called regularly, whatever. I'm, I'm sorry. The two guys, and they're not the only ones, they're not the only ones, but the two guys sitting on the end of this row right here. 
some similar stories. William, you may have been able, you might have been able to keep playing basketball that senior year and gotten a treasure. But you bought the field. And I believe, I don't think I have to tell you this, but I believe you've yet to see the full impact of what God has planned because you didn't just try to get the treasure, you bought the field. Mike did the same thing going into his senior year, gave up athletics, about to be the starting quarterback at Severna Park High School, gave it all up. No, I'm not telling every single one of you the exact same thing's going to happen, but he just spent a, spent a week preaching in Serbia. How many ended up getting the Holy Ghost? 17. 17. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I don't mean this offensively, but Brother Mike, Sister Tatiana, they, they don't really understand what that 17 means. We've heard about Ethiopia and hundreds of thousands, but but that that seventeen, that's why, why? Because they bought a field. I believe with all of my heart, there are some people in this place tonight. Many more of you that have already bought the field. I also believe there's a call going out tonight in the spirit. We don't have a lot of time left, folks. We don't have a lot of time left, folks. And with what God is going to do in these last days, we can't just have people that are trying to buy a treasure. We need people that are sold out to buying the field. I'm going to ask you, graduates, if you'll just come stand across here facing towards the platform just line up across here in just a moment we're going to youth leadership young adult deacons are going to join with us and sister Angie join with me and we're going to we're going to pray for each one of them tonight and I hope that as I pray for you and you will respond to the Spirit of the Lord here this evening and either make up your mind for the first time or do it all over again. God, I want the field. But I want to do this as we begin to pray for them. I'm going to open this side of the altar up because I believe there's some people in this place tonight the Holy Ghost is talking to. I, I believe there's some people in this place tonight that God is trying to draw you to buy the field because God's got some things He wants to do in and through you that are above and beyond anything you've imagined. But if God's going to do that through you, you've got to be willing to buy the field. So as I begin to pray, as we begin to pray for them, I'm opening this side of the altar up to those that want to respond to the Spirit of the Lord tonight, that you're going to say, God, I want the field. I don't want to just get the treasure out of the field. I, I'm not just trying to get what's the least difficult. I, I'm not trying to go for what's the most convenient. God, I'm willing. I'm willing to go for all of it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.
you folks will join me. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, by the power of your spirit tonight, God, we pray for each one of these graduates. God, in the season they're in, whether it's high school or college, in the next phase that they are now entering into, Father, I pray, God, that you would order their steps, that you would lead them and guide them. And I pray, God, as they begin to navigate this next phase of their lives, God, that they would just try to find out what the treasure is, that they wouldn't just try to get the treasure out of the field, But God, I pray by your grace they would have a desire and a willingness to buy the field. To buy the field, God, in the name of Jesus Christ, by the power of your Spirit, Lord. God, it might be possible to just buy the treasure. It might be possible to just get the treasure out of the field. But I believe you're calling us to something deeper. You're calling us to something greater. So God, we commit to you tonight not to just get the treasure out of the field, but we will buy the field. We will sell out for the field. I'm not just looking for the least costly road, God. I'm not just looking for the easiest path, God. I'm not just looking for the cheapest option, God. I don't want to just know you in the power of your resurrection. I'm not just looking to know you in the power of your resurrection, but I want to know you in the fellowship of your suffering. I want to know you in the fellowship of your suffering. I want the field. I know there's a treasure in the field, but I want the field. In Jesus' name. Mando robo koye alaraba. 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 Mando rob